Welcome to the Passion Harvest podcast audio series. Thank you so much for listening today. I am Louisa, your host, International Passion Ambassador. If you would like to watch this episode, please head over to our Passion Harvest channel on YouTube. We love taking you on a journey to discover your passions. Thanks for listening. Hello, passionate listeners and watchers. Welcome to Passion Harvest. Thank you so much for joining us wherever you are in the world right now. I am Louisa, your host, and I'm so excited about our guest today, Marco Pogignik. Marco brings together knowledge of elemental beings, earth science, and Christ. He calls the fifth gospel. Marco has worked over many decades, healing the various dimensions of the earth. And he deciphers the hidden holistic messages in Christ's teachings. He promotes coexistence and cooperation with all beings of life. He calls it geoculture, a culture tuned to the existence of our home planet, its consciousness and sacred core called Gaia. Marco works around the globe, healing the earth and uses a method of earth acupuncture that he calls lithopuncture and forms group work with sound and imagination. He dedicates much of his work today to creating geopuncture circles, a worldwide lithopuncture project to enhance communication with the earth consciousness. Marco is the author of nine books in English and in 2016, he was appointed UNESCO Artist for Peace. This is his story and this is his passion. Marco, I'm so excited to have you on the show today. Welcome to Passion Harvest. Thank you for inviting me. I never uh, was in Australia and <laughs> this is wonderful to talk to you. <laughs> It's amazing we can talk a, a, across such a distance. the globe and time zones. Yeah. Um, I'd love... On the other side of the globe. Amazing, isn't it? <laughs> Technology. Um, I'm, I'm so excited to talk to you today, and I've got so many questions, but I'd love to start with one of your remarkable books, but what is Christ Power? Um. I think there is a much misunderstanding about Christ. Uh, uh, I am working on, let us say, healing of this uh, relationship to the, to the Christ, uh, because he never said he is son of God. He always said he is son of man. And this means a son of a human being. And this I understand as he embodies like these three years he, he was uh, sp speaking um, to the public he embodied a new generation of human being like a model you know he he is a model uh, a living model of who we will be or we are becoming uh, and, and later very soon this was misinterpreted uh, as uh, he was son of God, and he, he yeah, <laughs> I don't want to repeat uh, all these things. Um, so I, I try to uh, go uh, feel, um, go with my intuition and with my knowledge how to feel uh, the, the uh, basic structures of a text, 
you know, I, I try to go towards who he really is. He, he, he is one of teachers of humanity, but also more, he, he embodies something that we are and we are becoming. <laughs> Almost like an ideal human, a, a, a pure loving human. Yes, I think he, he marked the start of something that I call uh, Earth transforming process and transforming process of the human being. Uh, then, then it started, which means um, there, then we started to move towards something that we are becoming on a new level of, of our evolution. And he, he gave the first note, a very clear uh, image, but also embodied image that was later distorted. And so you've received this knowledge you mentioned through intuition, but through reading the biblical texts as well? Uh, the, you spoke to, to so, sorry, sorry. You you've received this knowledge through intuition. You're using your intuition, but also through reading the Bible. Yes, um, I I, uh, I am working with landscape and uh, with so-called invisible dimensions or causal dimensions of landscapes and places. So I learned to feel with my uh, mainly with my hands and with my body. I can feel different kinds of energies. So I had this uh, sudden in, in inspiration to, to feel the text in the Bible. So, so I go with hands over, over the text slowly, and I started to feel different kinds of vibrations, like, like the text, uh, physical text would have about um, a kind of aura, you know, energy field. Uh, I can distinguish four uh, layers of this aura, which is connected to the four elements. Uh, for example, the, the earth element, the, the water element, uh, uh, the fire, uh, and uh, what I, uh, air. Air. Uh, yeah, air. This, uh, so, this is uh, amazing. Yeah, I was surprised. I can feel this in the landscape, but the text, you know, letters are very small and also it, it is printed from many times translated and so, but I found out that if, if there is a, a source that is deep enough, then it goes through all, all these uh, later uh, layers that were put on the top. So I can feel right through. And going like this, I discovered that there are places, there are parts in the Bible where the aura is complete, which means that the, the Christ is speaking. And then suddenly it falls down to zero. There is like a, a empty, there are empty holes in, in, in the text. And I started to look at these holes. Then I, I use course, not my hands, but my intuition, my, my uh, yes, knowledge about life and, and who human being is. And then I, I saw that there are like parts uh, 
with these black holes that are uh, telling something which is opposite. Uh, like a, instead of love, they bringing fear to people. And I started to, to recognize that uh, there were ma manipulations. I, I am constantly, uh, I, I do what I call earth healing, uh, which means I, uh, places are damaged by human uh, wrong uh, deeds. Uh, so I, uh, my work is to, to put them right again. This means to uh, take them out, uh, blockades, take out and so. So this is, I started to do this, this kind of work on the uh, uh, Gospels, on uh, uh, recognizing which powers broke in, like broke in and... Mm -hmm. uh, to change something because some interests of the earth, early church may be uh, to be more uh, appealing to people or uh, meaning, oh, this is too revolutionary what Christ is saying, we must change it. I know this from communist regime that I was living in. They said, oh, people are not adult enough for, for this kind of truth. We must put it in this way. No, these are institutions that do this. So you were able to decipher the actual real true messages of Christ and, and, and also the messages that had been manipulated, the, the texts that yeah. had been manipulated by the church or higher powers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, uh, I worked on, then on two levels. One is uh, the actual text. And then I helped also myself with the text from Nag Hammadi. Um, this, this is a text, a Gnostic text that was hidden in, in the desert and found about, about 1945. Um, and, and this is just a collection of sayings, um, about 90 sayings of the Christ, just without any stories, uh, pr probably the, the writers of Gospels used such a, um, basic sayings, and then they put stories around change and, and so uh, Of course, also, this was written in the time after the, the Christ, so memory of people, and there, there are maybe also some distortions. They thought maybe he's, he said like this, or maybe like that. Uh, so I had to, to compare to, and to feel about this, um, how it, it would be true, truly. And then the, uh, with the time when I was working, the, the Christ within me started to talk. So I, I put like a saying of him in front of me and uh, went inside and asked, how would you say this today? So there is a part of the last part of the book um, where, where I, uh, so to say, with his voice, I translate the sayings from the past into sayings now, how he would now. So it's more <laughs> relevant for people today. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and then I was uh, sometimes very surprised by myself because it would be, uh, different that I would s thought about. It, it, 
I can completely understand it because in essence, if everything is energy, then words are energy too. And you're feeling the different vibrations of the words on the page, or you're feeling the energy of the intention or the resonance behind the words. I think I was invited to do this work because I'm not a theologist. Uh, I knew nearly nothing about gospels and, but I, I was suddenly like invited in 1999 uh, happened this, like do this. And I thought, not, not me, not me. I don't know how. But then it turned out that uh, my uh, practical knowledge uh, with hundreds of workshops uh, on the ground in different landscapes was usable for this, for this purpose. And what I try to do, I always also tell how I find something or how I work, you know. I, I am a conceptual artist from the 60s. So I, I noticed that how you do a work is, is the work itself, you know, it is part of the work, how you go about the work, what methods you use. So I always describe the methods, the dreams that I had during writing, insights, so, um, so that nothing is hidden. Like my idea is to lay it open in front of, of people and then everybody can feel or decide what to, to accept, what to say, oh, this is too strange. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the culmination of this work you call the fifth gospel. Yes, uh, um, this is the initial inspiration I had. Suddenly I, I had this inspiration, oh, there must be a, a, a gospel that is within the four gospels must be a fifth gospel, which is not bound to time and circumstances of that age, uh, but it is something that constantly is being spoken and also changed. It, it is like in the air that we breathe. And uh, especially I work very much in, in Israel and I know uh, since 20 years uh, each year uh, with different parts of the country. So I am very familiar with, with this sound that, that is uh, still there in the landscape because on some level there is no time limit, everything is now. So when I work with the landscape, always with people, of course, these are all workshops, um, um, I, I dive in, again and again, we dive into these uh, levels that are beyond time and space limitations. And, and so um, there it sounds, the words spoken, uh, or maybe more the, the consciousness behind the Christ words spoken in these places, uh, still re resonates uh, in the original places and in this landscape. It's just fascinating. And I, I just want to ask you, you spoke before about the levels or the realms of the earth that you work on, which I think is absolutely fascinating. I know we don't have a huge amount of time, but you, do you mind describing what you mean by the, yeah. if you can, the realms or the layers or the levels or the dimensions of the earth? 
it, it starts with another in, inspiration that I had because I was uh, I was at that time uh, part of farming and artistic communities in Slovenia in the 70s uh, that I created with my colleagues. Um, and I was very unhappy about ecology because I, working with animals, with plants and elemental be beings, I, I realized that the ecology is, uh, the modern ecology is just considering the, the physical aspects, the, the organic physical aspects, but there is so much more uh, to it. Um, and uh, the, the earth is more and more destroyed by this civilization. What, what to do? And I had this inspiration uh, to translate the alternative methods of healing into the healing of places. So I started with uh, something like acupuncture. Um, of course, this is a big scale acupuncture, like a landscape or a city. Uh, positioning stones on certain points, you know, it is like uh, acupressure, you press with one ton stone on certain point. And then I carve, uh, mainly together with my wife, we do this work, uh, we carve uh, special science that I call cosmograms, wh where uh, we communicate with the place, you know, to, to bring some uh, uh, harmony or balance or uh, transform something, it needs not just uh, to, to touch energetically, but also uh, through consciousness to, to connect and uh, to, to invite uh, places to, to uh, awake to their true essence, for example. And for this, this would be more like homeopathy, uh, which is healing at the level of consciousness, let us say. Um, and uh, uh, this, in this science, uh, it's called it, like in the Gospels, I also found out that um, behind the saints of the Christ are also images, like what I call cosmograms or archetypal patterns. Like he would speak, but, but not just people would not understand because this was all new. Uh, but uh, they would perceive, people were more sensitive at that time, probably. They would perceive these patterns, these images. Um, in, in the book also on Gospels, I uh, do drawings of, of some of these images that I perceive behind his words. So people would, would not see these images, but receive them uh, intuitively. And the same method I started to use also um, in, in, the, in the earth healing. But then was the question uh, what I'm dealing, what I'm communicating with. You know, I must also understand as modern human being, I, I must understand what I'm doing, otherwise could be also wrong. So I had to develop theory. Uh, a theory uh, I am constantly developing since 40 years, um, the, the, a kind of theory which means to understand uh, th that uh, landscape and the earth uh, is in more layers, subtle layers that we don't see and of course manifest it, embodied 
that it is all reality. Uh, uh, so in, in different times, I developed different um, models how to understand. I am using now a ten-dimensional model, which is partly goes into spiritual realms and partly into the depths of the earth, like uh, elemental worlds or uh, uh, what we call dragons, which are, I think, the, the angels of Gaia. The, those beings that move uh, basic, uh, you know, uh, life at its basis, like creating space and dimension so that uh, different evolutions can de develop and have space that we need and other beings, uh, fairy beings or uh, needs that we or the those like our ancestors and descendants, they also live in neater space. So these different dimensions uh, are, are all uh, practical spaces, more subtle or less subtle, that different beings need. And if I work with the landscape, I use such models to understand <laughs> what I'm confronting with or what is being distorted, maybe. This is so exciting. And again, thank you. I know English is not your first language, but you're doing a great job. <laughs> um, I just want to ask you something. You spoke about how you often with your wife uh, put, I think you call it uh, geopuncture, the rocks. You put the rocks on the geographical locations and carve mm. in certain symbols. Do you go to the ac actual location the actual geographical location or can you do it remotely um yes may, may yes i need to go uh, there is a first phase where, where uh, exploration first you know, uh, landscapes um, that are uh, overrun by modern civilization they they uh, close like human beings that, that are in distress they, they close themselves and so Contract. I need, yeah, yeah, I need much going to places. First, I don't perceive anything because places are sad and don't, don't want to communicate. But I must go again and again, be, be loving and listening. I, I uh, touch with, with hands. I stand on my knees. I, I feel very well with my knees. Uh, and and uh, so I have dreams then, I have dreams sometimes, uh, places would then through dreams uh, open, are more open, they don't dare to open, uh, like, um, yeah, directly, but through dreams or through certain events, or I study history of the places to see where is the problem from, and this is, for, and then I can also continue on, on maps. I, I put a map needs to be put in resonance, uh, you know, put it, putting in resonance with the place. There is always a certain angle of when, when the resonance go, goes back and forth. Then I can feel also on the map. But this is after I touched the, the place. The places need to be touched. No, like human beings, they, they love it. Yes. Just remote. 
And uh, sorry, are yeah. you so are you how do you know where to go? Are you are you do you feel called to certain specific locations? I, I never go by my will. You know, this is important. The place is uh, uh, mainly speaking through people there. It's people being inspired like, oh, we, we need to do something for, for this place. It feels so bad and unhappy. And they look uh, internet or I don't know how they find me. And then they they say, come, we, we need you. And so sometimes it is enough to do workshop or a, a series of workshops, um, but and other is not possible, you know, but often it is possible. People find possibility, financial possibility or, or uh, uh, possibility like places are so important, you know, like here is a place where, where you are allowed. Uh, or I say, uh, look, we, it would be needed to put stone here, there. I work sometimes also with big cities like I did with uh, Quito. Um, the capital of Ecuador. So this is a, a big uh, city and the, the mayor must say yes, otherwise he doesn't go. Uh, and, and say, yeah, yes, you find the places, we will see to whom the place belongs, then it needs to uh, discuss people, would you accept the stone? No, then I must search for, for another place that corresponds. So this is uh, a process, but I, I am very aware not to inter introduce, to, to come interfere, to do something. Uh, but also I, I do uh, uh, with people also like this, we say, this is our earth. We are responsible for what we did to the earth. So we go and do, but of course not with stones then, but we, we were then with sound, this movement, with uh, imagination, images, uh, tuning to the place, and and then we don't do any harm uh, officially. Any harm? This is our earth. We are responsible, and so, <laughs> and this is mainly we, we work like this because there are not so many possibilities that we are invited with my wife, Marika, or my collaborators to put stones. Um, and it's just so interesting when you spoke about Israel before, about there's no, certainly potentially no time, but words and energy doesn't disappear. So it's always there in some dimension. Yeah, yeah, the, the, this, um, I, I know in, in my work um, that uh, especially sound, I work so much with sound, just with singing, vowels, very simple tone, toning, listening. Um, the group um, makes a circle, more, we stand in more circles, like let us say around the acupuncture point of the place. And then we, we tone and it may be very disharmonious in the beginning and we work, we work. Sometimes it goes one hour, um, you know, till we come to harmony, which means that the place goes through a kind of pro process through the pain, uh, 
that, that it experienced and uh, step by step it can uh, arrange its energies and uh, so uh, yeah, yeah this kind of work we did also in israel very much it's, it's so interesting and i now i have to ask you the exciting part your communication with you mentioned dragons and elementals do you communicate with them do they help you do this work? And what is your communication with them? Um, yeah, the, the, the first I worked with, with energies. Uh, this was in the 80s. Um, and then I started to feel that there is something more. I, I feel it, felt it especially in my hands, but in the sense of uh, emotion, you know, energy is not emotion. Energy is, yeah, just like objective. But then I started to feel an emotion. This is something different. So I, I am very blessed to have two daughters who are able to communicate with these words. So um, uh, one of my daughters uh, uh, who, who communicated with... Um, a master from the elemental world uh, uh, had, had it, uh, him said these are elemental beings you know this of course emotion is is a being and then i started to go in this direction um, i i know knew this from finhorn already th theoretically but now um, it starts to be very practical, feeling on, on the body, and finally also accepting that elemental being is also us, that within, that like a tree has elemental being as a consciousness of nature, helping the tree properly to grow and to develop. And the same is with human beings. Also, we have our own elemental being who is... Uh, responsible for each cell in our body. We are not such beings to be able to, to grow our hair or <laughs> in proper way. So there must be a consciousness uh, that, that is about, and then a landscape ha has such consciousness that we usually call devas or landscape ang angels or pen. You know, there are beings mm -hmm. that, that, that that understand a plan, uh, uh, a model for a landscape and see how a landscape with the mountains and rivers harmoniously uh, develop. So I think this is all about uh, Gaia consciousness. These are beings of Gaia consciousness. Very simple, taking care for a blade of grass or taking care for trees, and then for forests is another being, because forests like a community of trees. Single trees have their own elemental beings, but then uh, a landscape deva or uh, 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 more evolved elemental beings takes for the forest as a whole. And then the, the forest in the landscape needs also another, there is again another level. Uh, what scientists say, no sphere, that the earth has not just biosphere, but also no sphere. No is in Greek consciousness. So there is a consciousness sphere that all beings 
a part of or manifested beings, you know, embodied beings are part of this, and also subtle beings, of course. And this, uh, this is like Gaia. This is Gaia, I think, basically. This, this Gaia consciousness sphere then manifests in different beings that take care for different aspects of life and different um, evolutions. And so it is a wonderful, I call it universe, Gaia universe. Gaia has her own, uni developed her own universe. Uh, and uh, through her beings, she takes care for this universe, how um, it develops uh, to, to be healthy and happy. And also to, to meet challenges, mainly this is human civilization that makes great challenges now to and uh, we we are uh, witnesses of of this how uh, gaia try and her beings try to keep um, uh, the pl planet alive uh, even if if the challenges are bigger and bigger and this is another field of my work that started about 2000, which is to follow and support transformation processes. Because not just uh, Gaia constantly fighting uh, to, to keep the Earth alive, but she developed also, I, I realized, her own plan how to get out of this narrowness that we created. And this I call um, the Earth's transformation process or change, she's changing the structure of her universe. Um, and I try to follow and to support through my uh, work, to support, but also make people aware. Uh, like this year I published in a US a book and it is called uh, Dance of the Earth Changes. Uh, Dancing with the Earth Changes, yeah. Um, where I describe these 20 years, so many processes are going on, very much connected with the Christ uh, consciousness model he put up, um, you know, towards recreating her universe so that we cannot destroy it. She does not allow that. Uh, Do humans destroy. have a place in the evolution of Gaia? Yes, because we are the most beloved beings of her, I, I say. Though we, unfortunately, we cause the most damage. Yeah, no, I... I uh, go against this idea that people are useless. No, we are the most needed in this moment because we are at the same time embodied beings and highly spiritual. We go, we can go to high spirit, high spiritual levels, and this is what she needs: somebody embodied. There are high beings, but they are not embodied. So she needs embodied beings that can reach through all different le levels of consciousness. And then she can perfectly work towards recreating her universe 
because she wants that all levels and all beings are there, <laughs> find place, you know, and human beings are those that she needs the most, but uh, unfortunately, we are also the most lost. Most of people uh, does not know about all this and is just lost. In Many so, are learning. So she's looking for spiritually evolved humans. Or yeah. And encouraging. More and more people are awakening in many different ways. It doesn't matter one only, but very different ways people are awakening and becoming a wonderful co-creator. She needs human being, beings as co-creators. Otherwise, she must do like in the past. In the past, she destroyed, um, like in, in the time of dinosaurs. You know, for few decades, no life, so to say, nearly no life. Um, uh, she, she can do this with, with meteorites falling in or in different ways. There was no, but if there are human beings who have the capacity of consciousness on all levels, then she can, through our consciousness, through our cooperation, she can make the, the path of change uh, non-destructive, relatively, of course, things that are not useful for the future, they, they will disappear. But important is that there is a path towards future that is secure and uh, clearly uh, going forward. Oh, this is so beautiful. I'm going to ask you how we can do this. But first, I just want to ask you um, about communication with the elementals and with dragons. How and you and you know we, you, I'm assuming you're not necessarily seeing them with your eyes. You're seeing them with your intuition and your mind's eye. How can people communicate more with elementals and dragons? Yeah, you know we need to reactivate the right part of the brain. We have two equally important parts of the brain: the logical that we we now use modern human beings use only the logical part, which is the left. But the right part has other capacities that are complementary, which, which means um, also communication on uh, other levels, uh, like intuition and a kind of profound feeling, not just emotional, but, but it is like um, embodied feeling uh, I communicate mainly like, like this, uh, with my body, with my hands, I feel a vibration, there is somebody, I feel the vibration, but then I allow this vibration to go through my consciousness, so to say through the uh, left, no, right brain, <laughs> through the right brain, I, it's through the consciousness and the consciousness human consciousness is able to translate vibration into images, into images, feelings, colors, sounds. And the, the uh, left uh, brain, log logical brain is capable to read this and translate into logical sentences. So it is a whole very clear process. It goes from vibration, bodily feeling, the, the vibration, mainly through aura. We have 
aura, layers of aura. And th these layers uh, has, is like a membranes, membranes, and these membranes are, are just uh, filling organs uh, and transmit to the body and uh, intuition coupled with feeling can uh, accept it, uh, take it in, and then the, the logical uh, and uh, create. It, the, the new perception is creative. It, it, it is end uh, with objectivity. Objectivity is false. There is only subjective objectivity. You know, everything is within, comes into being within ourselves. So I have to allow first the subjective part that, that in, intimately, intimately in myself, I, I feel, I allow images to be created. And then comes the objective part, which is, uh, yes, uh, like reading uh, a foreign la language, you know. Mm -hmm. Formulating this takes sometimes time. I write down what I see, what I feel, what I see, and then maybe later I work on translating it into. But usually it goes right one after the other. This process. So I think this is a, a new kind how we will move in the world that we 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 move on not on one leg, but on both legs, <laughs> both parts of the brain. They, they support each other. What can left hand without the right hand is of little use. It's true. And it's interesting how it also relates to your the, the Bible that you were talking about, reading the words, and they can be translated into mm -hmm. geographic symbols as well. Yeah, also, uh, it's a good case that I'm not a scientist, but I am a professional artist. So um, uh, I, I, I speak of uh, uh, art of life, that life should be artwork. Uh, the artwork means not to repeat, not, not constantly to, to follow certain patterns, pre-fabricated pre patterns, but in, in each moment, ideally, you know, to feel what is the, the right things to do or how to, to it, it is the, the creativity uh, in, in action. That, um, I think this is something that art, not the art that is today uh, accepted by museums. This is a, another story. <laughs> I speak about uh, art as, uh, human capacity to be creative and uh, and also uh, the the perception this new kind of perception has much to do with uh, art and uh, with the inner creativity very true and so you spoke about gaia earth mother earth wants us to evolve I think many people do as well to spiritually advance themselves and evolve on a consciousness level. What is your advice? How to achieve this? Um, yeah, my, my advice is um, uh, seek help of nature. 
because I, I realized that uh, Gaia is so smart that she develops a special kind of elemental beings that have studied the human consciousness so that they are able to communicate. They know how, what problems people have with themselves. And uh, so, so they, uh, so to say, uh, re ready uh, or, or develop in such a way that can help human beings to open and uh, be, the, be themselves. This is why people like more and more to go into nature because um, I think they come in touch with this kind of elemental world, which is new. Uh, I perceive it since 20 years only, uh, not before. Uh, so th there is a help, not maybe just nature, but more landscapes. Uh, some people are drawn to this kind, very important water landscape, watery. W water is the, the element that opens this uh, uh, subtle uh, level in human beings, sensitivity. Mm. So I say people uh, walk on water. <laughs> I, I say don't step on water, but just position yourself on water, on a river, for example, and feel how it, you know, be, be inside physically doesn't help if you swim, but if you stand on water and, or dance on water, you know, there is, yeah, I think uh, a guy is very aware of the difficulty that we have to get from, from this very rational, we are now uh, how is taught as a rational beings. Uh, and we, we must get out of this uh, it is a kind of uh, closed space we are in. It is more and more narrow, more and more narrow. Uh, also now with, with Zoom and everything goes through technology. Yeah, uh, through fire. This is all electricity. It's all fire. And fire is also wars and rockets. <laughs> so we need water, water, water. Uh, and and na nature is always water. <laughs> plants are water. Plants are those that help, especially trees. Uh, yeah, and then once you make a step out of this exclusively uh, rational world, uh, let us say with help of new elemental beings or nature, uh, nature then you, you will find, you know, uh, like you find myself, for example. Uh, people, there are many possibilities. Find this is what helps me this moment. On, this way I can develop and then collaborate with other human beings that are on a similar path. And so helping each other, creating, I call Gaia culture. I, I just write a book for an English publisher um, called Creating Gaia Culture. Uh, how to create a, a new culture that is in tune with Gaia and her dimensions, but is human culture. 
sounds wonderful. I yes, and and I love that it's all, you know, there's no, it, it's all an experiment or experiential how to heal the earth. It's, it's not necessarily always reading in a book or there's not a formula. It's trusting your intuition, and that's really using the right brain. You are right. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's very not scary, but for us humans not to have a textbook of how to do this and just trusting yeah. in ourselves. Yeah, yeah, this is a great challenge, but, but it is uh, <laughs> a base, uh, of challenges. We make challenge to others. We make great challenges to beings of nature uh, right now and to the spiritual world in the way how we behave, but they should also learn. <laughs> so they are learning from our, the challenges that we do. But we are also challenged by what we are doing uh, in our narrow consciousness. Yes, and I mean, from my personal experience, the greatest healing we can do is through love and intention. With those two elements, I'm sure that you certainly can contribute to healing the earth. Yes, you are right. This is the best to be felt also by Gaia. You spoke earlier about Findhorn. I know you do a lot of work with Findhorn and you just, before we started the interview, you talked about, you just did a workshop on tele telepathy, which sounds fascinating. I'd love to hear about that. Yeah, when this uh, COVID thing started, uh, which I think is, is part of uh, decay of this civilization. <laughs> when this started in March last year, um, before I was traveling uh, nearly whole year to different places to do the work and so So I couldn't anymore. Th then I started with these telepathic wor workshops um, wh where I prepare um, uh, um, plan a plan uh, according to, to hours, like from nine ten minutes to nine twenty minutes, uh, and uh, but we we work according to the sun. So if you are in Australia, you start all, always at nine in the morning, like me in Slovenia. You understand? It is not dependent on linear time. Mm -hmm. So I prepare. Uh, I, I go into like always a place or mainly this, this workshops are about uh, the, the transform, the, the phases of transformation of the earth that, that now are going. Uh, so I, I prepare exercises and then uh, people do them where, where they are, uh, but before we connect. And I noticed that beings of different worlds or dimensions, they come in more and more and they work with us. Also those who are in the spiritual world of human beings, they, they like very much to work because it is, it is open in time and space. People are distributed. We have life net um, since 20 years. Uh, a network uh, to uh, support uh, the process of earth changes and 
it, these people are distributed in different continents, mainly in Europe, of course, and, and also in time, uh, because we have different time frame. Do you mean uh, the time zones, the different time zones, or past, present, future? I know there are different time zones, okay. but we, we don't, we do as if we would be in what I call cyclic time, which is not, uh, which goes with the sun. You know, when the mm -hmm. sun rises, is it? Is it in different places, different? Sure. But then, then things are not narrow. They, they are like distributed in time and space. And there are much spaces also for other beings to, to step in and we can feel very well uh, how we collaborate. It is something about future, I think, where we, we don't just move in our human world, but allow also other worlds and beings to, to come in and do their part. Uh, now we, we think we, we must save, uh, no, uh, find solution for all say, the difficulties that we, we have. But if we would collaborate with other worlds, those who work from the energetic level, uh, like the fairy worlds or elemental worlds, they, they could much easy, easier do things like transform our plastics because they, they just can change it into the primeval energy. Um, but we don't allow, and then we, we have terrible pro problems. So, so this telepathic workshop is for me also kind of exercise for how human, uh, future human society, but already now also, uh, can uh, uh, co-create with Gaia and other beings. Yes, it's really interesting and it's remarkable when you ask for assistance or ask for a co-creation, how well it works. And I understand what you mean about time because we as humans want everything right now, but it doesn't always work like that. If you have a fixed time, you're rigid mm -hmm. and you're not open to the flow of energy. Yeah, yeah. We just need to uh, be open and creative and explore alternative possibilities of communication and of co-creation. It's just so remarkable, the work you're doing, Marco. My gosh, it's, it's amazing. Is there anything you'd like to talk to the Passion Harvest audience about that I haven't asked you? No, I, <laughs> you ask so many things that I'm very grateful to you that you opened so interesting themes because I am interested in the same things. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited about so many things. I'm really excited. Um, wonderful. Well, Marco, it's been such an honour and such a delight to have you on Passion Harvest. Thank you so much for sharing such a wealth of knowledge. And I want to say again, thank you for all that you're doing for the earth and all these dimensions that we don't often acknowledge. Thank you, thank you for inviting me and giving me a chance to, to speak to your audience. It's a pleasure. Okay, bye-bye. All the best. Bye. <laughs> that is the end of our passionate episode. Thank you so much for listening. And please subscribe, leave a review, tell your friends and spread the passion. As always, every day, may you be more and more 
passionate 